In a new move, the USGA is now going to allow US amateur, amateur champions to play either as pros or amateurs in the US Open. But what will the PGA Tour do? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. And a very interesting turn of events, the USGA is now going to allow U.S. amateur champions to play in the U.S. Open, even if they have declared themselves a pro, even if they've given up their amateur status, which seems to make sense because, what, four out of the last 10 amateur champions have chosen to not um, take up their spot in the U.S. Open as the reigning amateur champion, and rather than do that turn pro, and have to go about it a different way, qualify, you know, as a professional instead of getting in as an amateur. So they fixed that and it makes some good sense. Obviously, they were probably pushed a little bit with Victor Hovland's play as of late. He has been quite spectacular, um, but finished short, even with his very, very good play towards the end of the year, he has finished 68 points short of earning his PGA Tour card for next year since turning pro, as did Colin Morikawa and uh, Mr. Wolf, Matthew Wolf, have done it, which is pretty impressive when you think about that. It's very hard to do. It's it's um, it, it very rarely happens that somebody goes directly from college and makes it on tour the same year. So quite incredible that that both those two, Colin and, and uh, Mr. Wolf have gotten that done. Uh, but now back to Victor. He now is going to go off to the playoffs on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and can do so based on his fine play on the PGA Tour with those exemptions he has gotten through the year. But the, but the strange thing is, had he turned pro earlier, um, had he been able to play as a pro in the U.S. Open and then been able to turn pro earlier, then he would have had enough um, ranking points to earn his PGA Tour card. But that would only be possible if the PGA Tour would have allowed him to count all the points that he's earned also as an amateur. And so that's where I think that it gets interesting. The USGA has now changed the rule, so they have no problem with an amateur taking their spot in a U.S. Open as a pro. Um, but what does the PGA Tour go? What do they do? And they talked a little bit, we've talked a little bit about how that change would come about. Well, you've got essentially a group of players on the Players Council. It's called the Player Advisory Council, where these tour players get together and help the PGA Tour make up the rules. And the PGA Tour obviously is there to protect PGA Tour members, um, of which, I mean, Victor is not a PGA Tour member, right? He is a pro, but he has not earned his PGA Tour card. 
So based on this group, the Player Advisory Council, they are not worried about Victor Hovland or any other amateur that comes in. So I find this to be a very interesting case. You've got a lot of news reporters and experts in the golf industry saying that the PGA Tour should um, start allowing amateurs to earn points and then when they turn pro, take those points and turn them into you know, FedEx Cup points and allow them to, to go on and, 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 you know, earn their card. In the case of Victor, he would have earned enough points with his, he was an amateur now when he played at Bay Hill and when he played at the, the Masters. But if you take those points and roll them up in, he would have had a 68 points and he would have earned his card. So the argument is the PGA Tour should allow that and that these amateurs could then become pro instead of being forced to play very, very well in a short amount of time to earn their card. I completely disagree. I mean, we've had two individuals in Wolf and Morikawa who got it done this year, who went out as pros and made enough money and points to earn their PGA Tour cards. Both of them had to, to win, but they did it and they got it done. It's very rare that it happens. I think that there's only been 18 or 20 um, ever. So it's very rare to come from directly from college onto the PGA Tour. And then why in the world, I, I just, I don't know why in the world a PGA Tour pro sitting on the Player Advisory Council would be okay with this. And a lot of the argument out there has been that because these players, their skill obviously is good enough for them to earn the points then they should be able to have those points after they turn pro, should be retroactive, and it should count towards their PGA Tour card. Where I can't imagine anybody on the PGA Tour who uh, wants to keep their card, wants to open it up and make it um, easier for college players to make it on the PGA Tour, reducing the number of spots, right? There's only a finite number of spots, 125, which would then push a number of tour players and maybe even seasoned pros out of that top 125 and out of the playoffs. And, and maybe even so far out that they have to go back to the Corn Ferry Tour. And I think the pros would be wise and it would be obviously human nature for them to say, absolutely not. Make these young kids go down through the Corn Ferry Tour, work their way up that way and get on here in a normal fashion. Don't bring them out from college and take up all our spots because we're up here trying to earn a living. They're a lot younger. They've got more time than we do. They should earn it like everybody else. So you either do it, you know, like, like Colin Morikawa and Derek Wolf have done it, or you go back down to the Corn Ferry Tour and you do it the right way and, and work your way up. Now, obviously, these players had gotten these um, exemptions to play and Hey, I think tournaments have absolutely the right to invite whoever they want. I'm sure I, we've definitely heard some tour players complain that they should have those spots, but these uh, tournaments have the right to bring in as many eyeballs as they possibly can. And if they believe a young college star can bring more um, ticket buyers to the tournament, then they have every right to do that. And, and those players have the opportunity then if they are, if they have turned pro, to earn points towards their tour card. And, and those 
pros, I mean, sorry, you're out of luck. But I can't imagine why the Player Advisory Council would approve this and give amateurs a much easier way for them to earn their way on to the PGA Tour. One of the arguments that, th that some of those that are proponents of the PGA Tour allowing amateurs to do this have said that it should be based on skill, not based on, you know, anything else. Status. Skill, not status, is what they're saying. And that is, um, I, I get it. I understand why people are saying this, but that's not how the world kind of works, right? We don't, I mean, just because somebody could possibly have the, um, the genetic makeup to handle alcohol more, we don't make it legal for them to drink earlier than everybody else. Or we don't give driver's licenses to kids that maybe grew up on a farm and can drive cars more proficiently than most 30-year-olds at the age 11. Sorry, you still have to get to a certain age before. It doesn't matter your skill. You have to reach a certain status, that being age, before these these benefits, these privileges become yours, right? And I don't see anything different here. If you're an amateur golfer, you don't get to earn points because you're not pro. It doesn't matter how good you are. If you're choosing to remain an amateur, then that's fine. Um, and totally great with that. Uh, now, this leads us into another weird discussion, which is probably, it's a discussion for another day, but talking about those that have gone out and played on tour and have been very, very good, who have now regained their amateur status and come back down to the amateur ranks, that's a whole different discussion for another day. But I don't like that either. It seems like there should be a different place for them to play. If you played tournament golf at that level, um, then I, ooh, then we're, we're in a whole different realm of possibilities there. And, uh, yeah, that Uresti fella, I mean, that boy, that's hard to take right there. So anyway, that's just kind of my take on it. It will be very interesting to see what the PGA Tour does, but I can't imagine that the PGA Tour Player Advisory Council is going to be okay with this. We're probably going to see. I do think that it's great that the that USGA is going to allow the amateurs to play in the U.S. Open as a pro or as a amateur um, I don't know if that means that the Masters can do the same thing. The USGA is okay with that, but I don't know how the Masters is a private tournament. I don't know if they're going to allow uh, amateurs to declare themselves pro and be able to come in on that spot. It will be interesting to see if that works as well. I haven't heard or read anything about that. So that will be interesting to see what Augusta comes up with as well. But for now, I would expect the, the Players Advisory Council to, to sit, to stand pat and say, look, if you're an amateur, you don't earn points, and it's not retroactive. You only get to start earning points when you're a pro, and we don't want you taking all of our sponsors' exemption spots. <laughs> Stay out of here because we want to earn. Uh, we, we have a right to earn a living, and we've earned the right to be on tour, and all you young'uns go down to the Corn Ferry Tour and earn your way up like everybody else, like all the other amateurs, and don't come raid our tour just because you are skillful enough to do so. Go earn it like the rest of us, like most of the rest of us had to do. I can see that um, if I were a PGA Tour player, I could see why that would make a lot of sense to me, to protect my turf, to protect my opportunity to earn a living, to protect my opportunity to keep my card, to protect my opportunity to get into the playoffs. 
there's a lot of money to play for and making it easier for amateurs to come take cash out of my pocket would not be something that I think I would line up with. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, uh, to us here at Data Access Golf, please comment here. You can either do so on any of the podcasts, but please follow us on our Facebook page at just at Data Access Golf or follow us on our Instagram page, also Data Access Golf. We put up a lot of cool graphics and different things that we, uh, that quotes and stuff that we find from different players. Um, we also go live and publish our podcast there on Facebook page, on the Facebook page. So join us there as well. Leave us some comments. We love to answer questions and uh, talk golf all the time. So thanks for joining me today, Aaron Stewart. Hopefully you will have an enjoyable weekend playing a lot of golf and an enjoyable time watching the playoffs that kick off on Thursday. Aaron Stewart saying better data always means better golf. Until next time, thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.